This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We don't get a lot of press releases sent to us from expectant mothers. But when we do, wow, they're good ones. Uh, local <laughs> mom to live stream birth of fifth baby. This is a mother from London, Ontario, sent this email to us earlier in the week. Her name is Alexis Wild, and she joins us on the phone right now. Good morning, Alexis. Good morning. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, so many people have never even heard of home birth, and we're having the baby at home, so I really feel it's important to share this type of normal experience um, so that we're seeing a birth in the way that it can be instead of what we see in the media all the time with the screaming and the blood and the, the chaos. Uh, so just to show another side of birth. Okay. And, and when you say you're going to be live streaming, uh, have you chosen the camera angles yet? Oh, it is on the list for today. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm picturing, here. remember the start of Look Who's Talking? I do not. <laughs> do you know what From I'm talking about, inside, I don't. I don't think the baby's wearing a GoPro, Jim. It yeah, no, it's like sperm like POV <laughs> moving its way through the birth canal. I guess that's uh, not that's not the birth. That's the conception. So I'm way off here. Will Will, will you have a cat? Because I know when when my wife gave birth twice, the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed in my life. By the way, uh, both times. Uh, but when that was going on, there was a sheet that was up. So unless I could use my discretion and I could I could see as much as I wanted to see, how much are people going to see when they're live stream, uh, they tune into your live stream of the birth of your child? Yeah, good question. So we're just popping up the computer in the corner of the room um, with a webcam. So it's kind of like you're a fly on the wall. You're not getting a full frontal spread eagle point of view. <laughs> Sorry for your luck. <laughs> Uh, and my partner, my partner and my daughter want to catch the baby as well. So we got some bodies blocking some stuff. When you say catch the baby, like how far out are you going to shoot the thing? Oh yeah, just straight across the room. <laughs> go long, I- go long. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your this is your fifth child. By the way, I was the fifth child of my family. Oh, we had six kids, and I was the, I was the fifth. So kudos. Yeah. How many so of these have been actually- home births? Four of them have been home births, and one of the babies was a surrogate. So this will be the fourth home birth, sorry. And one baby was not mine, so it was a surrogate baby that I had at the hospital, and the mama took the baby afterwards. So I just got to leave free. Okay, and you work in the industry, right? Uh, You're a doula? I am, yes. So I support people right from pregnancy right through to postpartum. Yeah, I was going to say, what does a doula doula? A doula does lots of things. Uh, so in pregnancy, I help them really to learn about their body and to trust the process of pregnancy. And then in labor, we're very hands-on working together with the partner to provide comfort, uh, to change positions, to really make it an experience that can be as comfortable as possible. Because, of course, there is pain, uh, so minimizing that as much as we can. And then in postpartum, we're really helping to ease the transition to becoming parents. We're talking to Alexis Wild. She's from London, Ontario. She's going to be live streaming her birth. Uh, do we have a date? Are you being induced for the baby, or do you just are you going to send out notifications to people so they know when to tune in? Yeah, so it's a natural birth, so I'm not being induced, uh, and I am 37 weeks on Sunday. So a full-term pregnancy is anywhere from 37 weeks all the way to 42. So it's a quite a large range of normal, and people will get a notification by email when we go into labor. Okay. 
Hmm. I'm interested. I, you know, like, what is it? A tornado? A text message? No. <laughs> Alexis, a woman I don't know, is giving birth. I gotta go watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised how open you are because it is such a personal experience. Yeah. I'm surprised. What what made you personally want to want to show this side of your life? It it, do, it does seem very personal. Um, for me, there's so many things that I didn't know were okay to do until I saw somebody else do them. And so I think seeing something like a birth that can be such a huge change in life, like you said, they were some of the best moments of your life, right? And yeah. seeing a different way to do that can really open your eyes and, and help you see, oh, you know what, I, that seems cool. I think maybe I want to try that, where you might not have even realized all of the options that you have before. Yeah, and and what if what if there are complications? Because I know like things can go wrong, and I don't want to jinx anything. I know uh, we had a couple issues with the birth of our son that were that were scary moments. Will you just keep things going, or do you have a contingency plan if 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 something happens there where medical attention is needed? Yeah, so the home birth is attended by midwives, and so they'll be here. They're super, super trained to take care of anything that pops up that is unexpected, and then they're always ready at any time to do a transfer or to call EMT. And there's actually two midwives by the time the baby is born that are here that are trained professionals. Uh, And then if anything does go wrong, I would love to continue the stream because it's always good to see the full spectrum of birth. Hmm. Um, But we'll see what happens if that does happen. All right. Well, I'm sure everything's going to be fine, and it's uh, it's quite the uh, quite the live stream that's going to be happening here. Alexis uh, is going to let everybody in on the birth of her next child. Can you is is your husband Scott? Is he around? Can you track him down for us? I will track him down. We've got Alexis Wild on the phone, and I feel like I'm personally invested in this now. Alexis, are you feeling okay? Has anything changed in the last Nothing ten minutes? Has changed. No, nothing has changed. No, Still happening. No, no cramps. No water breaking. Oh my God! There's one right now. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. Imagine how awesome that would be. <laughs> we're 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 gonna live stream the birth, and we're gonna have it live on FM ninety six and Y one oh eight all day long for twelve hours. Uh, how long have your your uh, the births of your other children? How long have they gone? They actually have all been pretty much the same. We've all been around 12 hours, but the last oh. one was a tricky one. It was four hours. So it was really, really fast, and it was, um, I prefer 12 hours because the four hours was really intense. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard a mother say that. You'd rather it take longer. Yeah, I'd rather it take longer. Are people doing this more often now because of the coronavirus scare and people don't want to step foot in hospitals unless it's absolutely necessary? I think for a lot of people, it has been something that has helped them change their mind. But that being said, the perception is still that a hospital birth is safer, even though the science doesn't say so. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Well, Alexis is going to be live streaming the birth of her her child. Could be any time now. Your husband, Scott, is there. Can we chat with him for a second? Absolutely. One second. Good morning. How are you feeling about this live stream thing? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. But I think through the whole process, I don't think we'll even realize we're being streamed because it's quite a job. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be a little distracted. And, and again, if you're just joining us, the live stream, the camera is not going to be like right in there. It's going to be kind of in the corner of the room. So when the baby is presented to you, basically, Scott, you'll be able to hold the baby up and everyone will see the baby, the baby yeah. seconds after you do for the first time, right? It's like the Truman yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah, are we all going to be able to tap into the kid's baby monitor at night and uh, just keep keep an eye on them? <laughs> or only, her? Only, only if you're going to come over and nurse, get them back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if it's a boy or a girl, Scott? No, actually, we decided this time for it to be a surprise. So it, it, it makes it a little bit anxious, and you don't really know which direction to get ready for. But you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Healthy is all that matters. Are your buddies into this home birth stuff, too, or do they think you're a wild man for, for trying to pull this off? Well, you know, because of the COVID thing and everything, I haven't really been in contact with a lot of people. So, But you know what? Everybody listens to you all, so they're going to know right now, right? <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, hold on. I'm excited. That's Scott from work. Yeah, Scott from okay. work. Babies are going to be live streamed. Where in the house is the birth going to happen? Uh, obviously not in, not in your recliner chair. Well, the, la- the last time we were in the living room, we had the pool set up, but she didn't feel like going in the pool. And it took me forever to get it all ready. But anyways, it's still all good, right? And mm, yeah. uh, the, the, she was on the living room floor, and the baby came out. It was so cool. I was just right there at the right moment, and I actually caught the little guy coming out. It was just amazing, just amazing. Wow. The, the childbirth is the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. It's just amazing. Yeah, I would. I agree. It's amazing, beautiful. It's just the fact that it, it it's miraculous is how I describe it. Beautiful. Uh, it's it's a bit messy. Are you guys putting like you put down sheets or a tarp or how's that work? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Necessary precautions. <laughs> <laughs> Mop and bucket nearby. Right, right. Oh. I cleaned up. I cleaned up for hours after, but it was all good, right? <laughs> Yeah. Not on the carpet. Get on the hardwood, honey. (laughs) Grab a a foot. (laughs) Okay. Well, Alexis, Scott, good luck live streaming the birth of the baby. Where where do people go to watch this? If they want to be involved, they want to see this miracle happen, how do they do that? So if people want to pop into the live stream and get a notification when we go up, they're just going to visit birthofthewild.ca backslash live we uh we posted on our uh, on our social media accounts yesterday well jim you put it up there a funny meme <laughs> queen related it said freddie mercury mama everyone else and there's pictures of cartoon cats making like o faces like I please don't say cats making O faces. Oh, 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 oh. Bill Lundberg. You, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've seen it. Well, when I say O faces, they're like their lips are like ooh, ooh. Yeah, like they're singing a chorus. It looks, it looks like they're singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Is what it looks like. You can't People not. Liked it. Yeah. yeah, Mama. You can't not sing along to that part. Ooh. Boom, boom, bling, bling. It's Friday, 
And I was having a pretty good day, Jim, until I saw this headline as I gathered stories for the show. Um, Bald men may have a higher risk for severe coronavirus symptoms. No. Awesome. (laughs) But why? They said shave your beard and your beard. Like, if you don't have a beard, you're less likely to get coronavirus. That's kind of rude that... The bald guys don't well, get a fair no, shake. No, no, it's not. It's not like coronavirus is getting stuck to your bald head. <laughs> it's not flat. Flat surfaces are more likely to to have the coronavirus on them. It's uh, related to the amount of testosterone they think in bald men. Bald men uh, have more testosterone, mm. and this is scary. In one study. Almost 80% of coronavirus patients in three uh, Spanish hospitals in Madrid were bald. 80% of Hmm. the male COVID-19 cases that were admitted to hospital were bald men. Now, could it be because older people seem to have more serious symptoms and older people also tend to be bald? Hopefully... Because I'm a middle-aged bald man, and it's like, I just can't catch a break in life. Well, (laughs) if bald guys with high testosterone are bound to get it, then how come Jason Statham is completely healthy? You explain that to me, Taz. Well, because the coronavirus can't catch you when you're driving that fast. (laughs) Yeah, and then when you put a car battery on your nips, gets rid of all the coronavirus. (laughs) You, you put the car battery. You you put the clamps on your nips. You put one on your tongue too, don't you? Is that what? Is that tongue? what he did? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot about those crank movies. They're pretty <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, hopefully this is just a coincidence for all our bald listeners out there. But uh, yeah, a study saying that bald men may be hit harder. Your symptoms may be worse if you get the coronavirus. Have a good weekend, bald guys. <laughs> I think I'm going to be staying home. Even though we're allowed out of the house a little more today, I think I'm going to be staying home and wearing a hat. <laughs> Mainly sunny, a few clouds into the afternoon. We're 18, 19 degrees as a high today. So, bald guys, you may also want to wear wear that hat outside so your head doesn't get sunburnt. Another Another negative that people with hair don't have to worry about. (laughs) Stage two of phase two in Ontario for a lot of communities. Some have been left out, like Hamilton, uh, Niagara, St. Catharines, greater Toronto area, but places like Brantford, London, uh, able to open up with, with patios and restaurants. You can go out, enjoy a cold one, some food on a patio starting today. And we hear it's been quite a scramble for these businesses to get ready to reopen. And to talk about that, we've got the uh, the guy behind Joe Cools, which is a London landmark, Toboggan, Fellini Coolinis, and the Runt Club joining us. Mike Smith, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm just waking up. I've been asleep for three months. <laughs> they call it hibernating. <laughs> yeah, I like to hibernate from November to, to February, maybe, but not this time of year. 
Okay, Mike, so you, you got uh, word this week, Doug Ford made the announcement that restaurant bars and patios would be able to reopen. Did you have a heads-up before that press conference, or did you find out at the same time as everyone else? Found out at the same time as everybody else. It was kind of funny. You know, it's uh, it's not much of a start because the spacing and you're dependent on the weather, but at least it's a start. Hopefully the 50% and then full capacity later uh, doesn't happen too far down the road. But it gets, there's things like your beer draft lines and all that you haven't hooked up. So it's a good way to get started. So if people are heading to a patio to have a drink, they shouldn't expect to have a draft beer at, at most places today. There's a, well, it's funny they haven't made draft beer for a while. Uh, we've got some, and you know we've got some of the toboggan beer as well. But uh, it'll be limited wherever you go. I think your selection for a little while. And what did uh, what did the government do to give you guys some guidance as to uh, how to safely run your businesses to to serve your customers? Because the pandemic is still going on, uh, and and I'm sure you want to be as safe as possible. Yeah, we're going to take a bunch of precautions on our own, but you still want to have some fun atmosphere. You know, there's things like. People have been riding, look at the big cities, they've been riding subways and buses, they've been going to liquor and beer stores. So it's it's some of the rules, like we apparently have to take reservations, which we can but and will, but obviously if somebody shows up with an empty table, we'll take a reservation for a minute later. But, uh, you know, there aren't <laughs> reservations at liquor stores, there aren't reservations for taking yeah. a bus. It's, it's, it's some of the rules I don't think are that well thought out but we're going to try to abide by them as best we can anyway did was there ever a thought that you're like you know what let's wait a week and open are you like are you just saying let's go for it let's open up this weekend but was there a thought that you might delay the opening well we're delaying it Fellini's in the run club for a couple of days because we figured let's get the two places opened and we'll add from there so we don't know what to expect i imagine now that we can open it'll probably start raining every day or temperature will drop about 15 exactly degrees, you know welcome to <laughs> <That's> 2020 what... <laughs> there you go and like nothing surprises me anymore uh, make orwell fiction again and is there a time limit for people as they come into the restaurant i know i know i've seen online some places saying you can only stay at a table for two hours is that something the government told you or is that just uh, uh dependent on what the owners want to do well, I think what government didn't realize is what if somebody wants to stay? You don't want to kick them out. You know, they're good customers. They're polite. So with the reservation thing, we're going to try to tell people, hey, we've got reservations in a couple hours for this table. I I, I don't want you to have to leave, but, if you know, we have to get those people in. So we'll probably just annoy. We'll probably annoy all our customers instead of our usual 75% we annoy. It seems counterproductive if the government did want the tables to be rotated because that just means more people potentially coming into contact with each other. So why not just pull a six-hour shift on the yeah, toboggan I, patio, right? Yeah, let's just stay there and then we can rest them afterward. <laughs> what about uh, gratuities? Are, are, I know some businesses that have been reopening have been adding a covid tax to the bill are you planning on doing something like that are you guys building in the gratuities i'd imagine that for the servers who haven't been working in a while the regular customers are going to be pretty generous now that they're back in the establishments yeah that's right guys we're not we're not going to put a gratuity on there people 
always been pretty fair about it. And, you know, we found so many people are tipping our delivery guys in the meantime more than they ever did. We know some people are ordering our food that don't even want it just to help out. So I think <laughs> you just let the market take care of itself. There's people that will probably will never tip the people that are overly generous. I, we're just going to leave it the way it is. Mike Smith, best of luck this afternoon. We hope that uh, your staff and servers have a great day and they enjoy uh, being around people again. Thanks, Taz. Jim, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.